Tino Shay, um, Tony L and J. What type of tea they serving? Is it Lipton? Probably the type that Kermit be sipping. Take your mouth and start to click it. This dope trio delivering substance with subjects that's busting. Um, make you wanna join the discussion. Real people, real topics with a little bit of gossip. Out in the bay, ripping eight one tray. Um, it's all Tino Shay, all Tino Shay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to All Tea No Shade, where we are serving tea without the shade. Like we always do. So pull up a seat and let's start sipping. Before we get into things, we have to say hello to a guest. We got a special guest. She came up in my house and I already started beef with him because his name. We have Clarence from Mail Translation Podcast. My man. What's up, Clarence? What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Yeah. 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 Devil is a lie. Yeah. Get behind me, devil. I hope you're ready for a great episode, man. Really excited to have you on. Yeah, I'm feeling shade, though. Y'all don't even know shade. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a cloud. Already. <laughs> oh, yeah. hanging over. Hey, you feel yeah. like First of all, this is what we're not going to do. <laughs> all right, before we get into our Who Am I section, we have a little sponsor, sponsor, sponsorship. So, um, today, well, this week's episode is sponsored by Degrees of Success. They will help you reduce oh, yes. your student loan payments, complete consolidations, remove you from default. Increase your credit score, and now they offer credit monitoring and protection, identity theft insurance, unemployment insurance, and they provide tax services and so much more. All right. So set up a free call with them by going to www.degreesofsuccess.com and um, schedule your appointment. And that is our sponsor for this week. Hey, check that out, y'all. I know y'all got some debt. Y'all can't buy no houses. That student debt. That student debt. Actually, we were talking about that before we um, came up. We had a little chop up session talking about student um, student loan debt. Yeah, hibachi session. (laughs) Hibachi. All right, that sounds like. Well, never mind. I'm going to keep going. Something like that. I'm going to keep going. All right, and then we also have Mr. TJ. TJ. What's up, y'all? Betty back again as you're here. Hey, we have a huge announcement. TJ is now a permanent host on What? Tino. I don't know. I know. I, I vetoed it. I tried. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to thank Jesus. I'm going to thank God. <laughs> What's that song that he's playing to the stars to get them to get off the stage? We play there. Oh. Rush off the stage. I was like that already. Yeah. Yes. We're going to have some fun on here then, all right? So we love, love, love Tony. Much major shout out. But well, Tony's in a creative Tony. process right yes, now. Tony. And so we are respecting that. And so we have TJ here who has stepped up. I'm glad to be here with you guys, really. I've been enjoying you guys Y'all a lot. pray for me. Did you still cut me off again as you I did. Mm-hmm. I Just like it. that. I love it, girl. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Just like an angel. All right. <laughs> Let's get into who am I? Who am I? You guys, I'm sure. So, hold on. So I think since we are freshly starting fresh with, with TJ joining, I think it's only fair to start zero zero okay. across the board since I have nineteen wins. Oh, well, you didn't have to add all that. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have. You, you had nineteen Ooh, wins. Okay. TJ. You, you don't know. Cool. Ooh, got got let's start this. Let's get to it. Let's go. All right. For all those who don't know, you have to guess the star celebrity that I am talking about for the Who Am I section. 
Major key alert. I know. Major key alert. It's always somebody who is recently in the news. All right. So today's person is 44. Okay. Okay. A rapper. Okay. Born in Texas. Um, American. Bambino. Singer, songwriter, actor, entrepreneur, investor. Has two children. Um, born in Houston, you said? Had his own label. <laughs> Master P. No. No, no, no. Hip hop. Oh, uh, Jay Prince. No. Um, his. Right. It's so hard to like all his stuff is so major that the minute I say it, you're gonna know. Okay. But um, um, two um, I was, I was his last that. name is Haynes. That don't help me none. Yeah, not, not at all. Yeah. Um, He's from the Midwest. He said Houston. <laughs> he was born in Texas. Born in Texas. Austin, Texas. Um, but he is most known for being from the Midwest. Yeah. He's really popular. Uh, at one point, he was the man. Okay. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. No, not. Oh, you made me feel like that. Sorry, but I just had to say, he had a very, Ooh. very, very popular song with Kelly Rowland. Oh, uh, Nelly. 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 I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Yeah. 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 He lives in the Okay, okay. Good one, man. Good one. Good one. Now, see. I, I knew to say Lewis, but okay, I knew you were job. saying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say it. Yeah, he was about to say it. No. I'm gonna say thank you for that because we're still all zero zero. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, zero zero and good. zero. I don't know. I, I want you guys to win. All right. So, Nelly is back in the news over yeah. another sexual assault allegation. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think that they're like, under, no, they're not underage. He just is apparent, like they're young, like they're 18, 19. Mm-hmm. But apparently he's just taking advantage. They barely leave. Um, barely. Barely legal. So apparently in England, he's been pulled up on charges or is being sued. Wait, in England? In England. Kelly. Once again, <laughs> he's denied um, the suit. He's saying, you know, obviously it didn't happen. At some point, you have to think these celebrities have to know that the women that they're dealing with are not there necessarily for the right reasons. Absolutely. So if you, you might, you might hit it but if you don't continue on mm-hmm. like if you don't to you. try to make that into a relationship or try to make it into something more then they're going to find an alternative way to get that coin mm-hmm. so it's like at what point it's got to suck though it's got to suck to want to be able to get your nut off and you get charged potentially for something that because mm-hmm. you're a celebrity you know yeah absolutely but you would think that celebrities at this point they would be like they would have this down pack, right? Like, right. in terms of consent and, yeah. you know, making sure things are legit. Like, I, if I was a celebrity and a hoe, <laughs> I would have, like, a personal assistant whose only job was to verify, like, <laughs> license, license. I'm sure they got assistants. You know, they but sometimes, yeah. sometimes the assistant is like, you know, your partner from, you know, that from yeah. down the street uh-uh, that you, you gotta, grew up with. Yeah. You better get me just, together. He's not official like that, and mm-hmm. so he done got you with a couple of mm-hmm. you know, scallywags. You signed the NDA. You signed the release. They probably signed an NDA, but 
Think about it. After a concert, you're sitting there partying, you've been drinking, you high, and these young pretty things come up on you. But I wouldn't let them, like, how, like, you get to choose who has access to you. Right, you can't just come up on Nelly. Exactly, you can't just come up on Nelly. So it's not like he's just chilling and these random people are coming. They have, people are allowing them to come in. So my thing is, you should have, like, a step before they come in and chill, and you high, you drunk, or whatever. Jay, like, they tailgating the same people just come (laughs) in. Like what right. Everybody's in the parking lot, like whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to listener shout out. All right, so our listener shout out goes out to Melissa Ebanks. I love hey, that. What's up, Melissa? Yeah. Uh, Melissa, she yes. left a comment on our Facebook page regarding last week's episode of Friends. How many of us have them? And uh, her comment was, in my humble opinion, you have way less true friends than you think you have. And healthy is relative based on where folks are or aren't in life. And what you feel about said folks has a lot more to do with where where you are versus what your friends are doing. Mm-hmm. But it is important to be vigilant about your boundaries. So, Melissa, thank you for interacting. Come through, Melissa! Definitely, yeah. With that little bit of knowledge. <laughs> Who she thinks yeah. she is, TJ? No! Thank you. Wisdom. The nicest thing she ever said to me. So, Sippers, if you are wanting to be a listener, shout out on our Team No Shade podcast. All you have to do is interact with us on our social media platforms because you are part of the show. Yes, you are. We would love to have you on the show. Uh, what are our socials? Can't have a sip session without the sippers. Mm. All right. You can find us on Facebook on our page, All Team No Shade. You can find us on Instagram at All Team No Shade Podcasts. Once again, you can always hit us up on our email at allteennoshadepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're old school, want to send us a text message, leave us a voicemail. Our number is 646-481-2368. That's 646-481-2368. Right. Wow. What's the page or number again? No, I'm playing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What about the old, old school? Can I still write letters? You can write a letter. Oh, no. We don't get a P.O. box. We ain't got a mailbox. You can write a letter and scan it and send it to our email. I'm old school. I don't know how to scan. Okay, we'll take a picture. It'll last longer. Okay, so you guys, how has your week been, gentlemen? Jay. My week has been pretty busy, actually. I think I've gotten in late every day this week. Okay. Um, just between spending time with friends, trying to spend time you with my lady. You still spending time with a special lady lady? I am. Hey! Time with her as well. Been a minute! Yes, That's good. And she's cute too! Come on now! Pretty good taste for the most part. Um, so yeah, I've just been busy and um so also I went out and recorded an episode on makeup, breakup, and martinis on um, this past week. Shout out okay. to So definitely, Dana. yes, and we can go listen to the episode that comes out next week. Um we talked about vulnerability. Um so go listen and what do y'all when's the last time y'all been vulnerable? What do you think? Last time you've been vulnerable. That's a tough question. Just to like, when was I last vulnerable? Uh, I don't know. No. Last no. night when I took a shower and I was naked, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. Right. You know? you, where you going with yeah. it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, like, what you know. I felt I was vulnerable yeah. before I put lotion on for I, you know what I mean? Like, you I was feel, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see what, you know, Looking what like you mean. Casper. That could be, that could be vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, again, it depends what you consider as vulnerability because for me, I see a lot of the strengths nowadays. 
Well, that's where I was born, but at one time before, now I made him stronger, so. Oh, no, 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 I just got a couple of proofs of my book that I finished writing. Okay. So, okay. That's what's up. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You know how that goes. Just go ahead and throw up on your little success up on my little book. Well, it's, not, it's not yet completed. So the proof is just the copy that you get to check, you know, to see mm-hmm. if there's yeah, things. Exactly. So, yeah, I got some edits to do. Still got some content that I want to add to it. Okay. So uh, this week's been pretty good as far as, like, you know, seeing what the book will look like when mm-hmm. it's done. But at the same time, knowing I still got to add a little bit more to it. So, mm-hmm. yes. Typing and writing and putting down thoughts that I want to put in the book. That's really what about the exclusive right now. Can we just get the name of your book and also a little bit what it's about? You mind sharing that? Yeah, it's called uh, Come and Talk to Me. Okay, um, come come this guy. talk to me. Yeah, I really want to right, right. Okay, come and talk to me. The woman's guide to why men lack communication. So, okay. um, can you talk to Jay? Mm. I do great with communication. Well, so it's really just like with anything that I do, especially with male translations, mm-hmm. giving women insight on what men think. Mm-hmm. And so with the book, it's kind of uh, uh, the same message as far okay. as like giving insight on what men think when it comes to communication. Gotcha. I, I asked like a lot of the women that, that follow me and are in my audience what their biggest issue with uh, men is when mm-hmm. it comes to dating. And so they were always saying communication, loyalty, mm-hmm. honesty. So that's why I wrote the book to okay. kind of talk about some of the reasons why men might withhold information or, you know, might not reveal certain things to women that they love. So Okay. Sounds good, man. What's up, TJ? What's up? Actually, I had a great week. Uh, one of my best friends from, man, we go way back, 41 years from Baltimore. That's a long time. That's TJ. okay. I look good, girl. You know, that's why you keep touching me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, my boy came down to visit me for a whole week from Baltimore. We go way back to playing football together back in the little league back in the day. And we both was in the fire department together, and we had a great time, man. And um, I will say it's about true friendship. He and I, since I moved from Baltimore down here, we talk every day. Since, since I left it, we've talked every day, maybe minus about four or five days from being on vacation and stuff, right? But that's, that's true friendship right there. I love my brother dearly, man. So my boy Terrence Smith, thanks a lot, man, for the friendship. But that's that's pretty cool to hear that, you yeah. know, men keep in touch with one another and mm-hmm. it down like that. I think it's weird because, like, for women, that's not that odd. Like, you know, women, yeah. when I talk to my best friend every day, it's not that weird. Right. Um, I think women talk all the time to their friends. But, but y'all are verbal sure. vessels. Right. Yes, y'all love to talk. I like that. Said, oh my God! You never heard that before? No. Me either. Good job, man. <laughs> I like that. I just made that up right here. Right here. I like it. Chris, you, you warming up on me. Yeah, I mean, so y'all are verbal vessels, so it's nothing for y'all to call and speak and talk to one another. And it's like that's y'all. Let me call my girl. Let me. Oh, something happened. Let me call my girl. Mm-hmm. Fellas, it's like man, when I see man, dog, I forgot to tell you, man. Right. Last time I see, you know, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like that. 
I remember when I was a younger, young kid and teenager, I was talking to my homeboys all the time. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, as you got older, it mm-hmm. just don't happen as much. All right, Aaron, what we got next? Excuse me, guys. <laughs> you okay? We're getting into what I hate the most. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. What is it? Which I was winning, but I guess we're starting over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess, yes, technically we have a start over for that as well. <sighs> <laughs> what are we doing? That sounds familiar. That sounds about right. That sounds familiar. So, sippers, as always, the song that you're about to hear, you can find them on all Tino Shades Spotify playlists. We do not own the song. We love the songs, and we just want these artists, artists and creators to get the recognition for them. Clarence, What's you are now in battle number two. Right now, you are one and O. Oh, all right, so that sounds familiar. I'm about to play five songs. Ranging from 90s to present. You can only know is either the artist or the name of the song. Before PJ or L. Okay, all right? let's do it. Let's do it. So, this first song. I'm a terrible loser, by the way. Claire. She is the worst. Like, I literally can't handle it. And oh, yeah, especially when you're playing card games. Yeah, you can quick in the middle of it. My entire. I'm not rubbing in your face, winner. So, um, <laughs> oh, you were doing the mini rock earlier. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and kick you out my house. Yeah. That's what we gonna do. Yeah. All right, I, I'd have been kicked out of way better places. The first song came out in 2018. Actually, a current song. All right. Okay. So I don't think you're gonna know the name of this one. So just try to guess mm. the artist. All right. It goes for you two sippers. Travis yeah. Scott. No. Tigger. Mm-hmm. 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 See, I think Clarence has the advantage because he and I first just met. He knew it. He knows this. He was like, you from my north. Like, you from like DC, Baltimore. I'm like, that's what's up. He knew about it. He knows voices, man. I don't, I don't watch so much of the wires. That's true. And that's you know The wires, my shit. How, how old do you think two changes? Like 35. 40 something, isn't he? 40. Yeah, yeah. He was in there. My man. He was old. All right, so one one zip. Good job, Clarence, on that one. Hey, hey, I'm out here. Okay. <laughs> it's not over yet, though. These two are still yeah. in. So, the second song came out in 1992. I like that, like that, you like that. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It's that's the big Yeah, 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 so, I'm about and cutting and yeah. 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 Yeah.
sweet. Yes, that's what the voice is. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Good point. One one. One one. Okay. All right. Next song came out in 2007. If you, I don't know if you Pleasure. know this. No, guess, uh, I don't know if you know this name of the song, but you probably know the artist. It's a great song. Great album, too. Future? Yes. As soon as you came, you're mine. Neo, Dream. No, we Neo, bro. He was real popular for a long time. Mario. Floyd? Mario. He's from Baltimore too, right? Yeah. Is it Mario? No, 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 is it Mario? No, I'm thinking about this. Mario's from Baltimore. I'm thinking about No, no, I think Mario's from Baltimore. Let me go over this real quick. I think Mario's from up there. So Mario has recently joined a TV show. What's the name of the TV show? Mm, I don't know that. Okay. I hope fingers aren't fire. It seems like they are, right? Yeah. Alright. He can sing though. He can. He kinda of fell off, but he definitely can sing. I don't know what's that one he had about promising or just just friends. Cause you said just friends, he's yep. just a friend. Yep. Right. Jam. Alright, so yep, yep, from Baltimore Mouth. Yeah, uh-huh. Alright, so it's two one. Clarence has two, TJ has three. one. Alright. Right. You said that would be three? Technically three, because you add the one, you know what I mean, that you the question you asked that I had got right. No, yeah, that's no extra point. Remember earlier? It was only three songs, man. Alright, so <laughs> Okay, Claire, you won't sit down. <laughs> you won't stay seated. Can you sit back in your chair? You had a segment and I got that one right. I just you know Is it well, just that was a segment? That's my segment. Mere bag of shells. That, you know, just, that's not what you there. Alright, so next song. Alright. So all she all shit. This is he's the winner. Sippers, please make sure you are ahead of clearance as well. This song came out in two thousand four. Usher. Damn, I'm about to say that. Damn, dog. Yeah, man. I, I got to say that. That's that is song right here. Superstar. Superstar. This is song that you play when you leave a restaurant. And you're trying to turn the dinner into a nightcap. That's you know right. What I'm mm. On the way home, you, girl, you did look good tonight, you know. I got to see you in that dream. Okay, well, that <laughs> yeah, that's how you smooth it out. You know? All of a sudden, the voice dropped. Yeah. 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 All of a sudden, you're like, oh, you know, I did what I did for you. So, how many albums has Usher made? 59. Nine, twelve, exactly nine. Nine. Okay, TJ. All right. Thank you. So, officially, Clarence is officially the winner, but we're going to play one more song just in case the sippers are tied up. Tied up. Um, so I'm not gonna congratulate you yet. All right, cool. Uh, we're gonna hold off on the congratulations. You know what? I'm gonna just fall back. We can just fall back. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Two million now. Yeah. So we, so we we'll get this. If I get this, I won this session of you and I. Wow. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. No. Can we change the rules? No. Clarence won. Just let that man win. All right. So this song. This is a popular song. Still guessing. I'm gonna fall back. No, still guessing. Come on, you win. All right. Go ahead. I'm not gonna give you the year. 
Tupac. I said it. I said I said I said it. I said it. Let me get up his ass. He's trying to fuck me up inside of here. No, it's my house, man. It's my house, baby. 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 Good song. All right. Yes, Congratulations, sir. Clarence. Good job. You are the winner of both Who Am I and That Sounds Familiar. You have come in and taken ring for both episodes. I thank you, man. I, you know, I just came in with a with a competitive fervor, <laughs> and uh, and I just felt like, you know, it took over. Yeah. Well, basically, we treat our guests right over here. Did you guys win sometimes? <laughs> so as we were going along, saying. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What we got next, dude? All right, guys. Let's go ahead and get into our guest interview with the big winner today, Mr. Clarence. Definitely, 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 definitely. All right, Clarence. What made you decide to do that? Let me do a a proper introduction. Yes. We have in the house Clarence Brown Jr., certified life coach, coach. relationship expert, speaker, and host of the Male Translation Podcast. Show you right. Round of applause, please. Yeah, baby. Welcome. Welcome. All right. All right. Much appreciated. What is the most... Can I get that? Um, like, one time? I'm going to intro like that. That was an intro. That was an intro. That was an intro. That was back on you, bro. We, we got you next week, okay? All right. We're going to do that. We're going to do this ourselves. Yes, <laughs> so, what is the Mail Translation Podcast, parents? Man, Mail Translation Podcast is it's a platform. Sorry. It's a platform where uh, men go to be able to express themselves, man. I, I started it to give men a voice and give women kind of insight on how men think and, and when it comes to love and women, mm-hmm. what make us do the things that we do. And uh, ultimately, it's because I know that as men, man, we're losing a voice. Truthfully, it's, it's mm-hmm. becoming a woman's world. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, as a man, recognizing that when it comes to uh, dealing with women, when it comes to dealing with love or relationships, men don't have as strong a voice to be able to say, hey, man, listen, this is how we feel. Yeah. And um, because there there is a, a place for it with women want to know why we do the things we do, I started a male translations platform and okay. podcast. So that's what Male Translations Podcast is. It's just oh. a, a place where men can go to express themselves, kind of a reference point uh, for men and women to kind of hear what men think when it comes to love yeah. relationships and get you know insight on on relationships. Do you get a lot of um, uh, feedback from the males that listen, or do like how is it? Where does most of your feedback come from? Comes from uh, women, you okay. know, um, uh, specifically uh, black women. Um, I want to say mixed race women, mm-hmm. um, but men do come and, and ask and, and, and inquire about some of the things we talk about, or they give feedback. But for the most part, it is uh, women that okay. kind of reach back and want to know more and want to kind of dig deeper into kind of the inside of man's mind. Mm-hmm. I think the male's mind is, is not as complicated as people make it seem to be. I disagree. We like, I, my personal opinion is we like things real straightforward. We're not like surface level people. It's like what we say is exactly what we mean. It's more like, there's no guessing game. I think that's you and your approach, and you're using, you're saying that you think that every man is like that. But I well, think, of course not. but I yeah. think you are rare. So I don't think that, hey. that is. 
every male's approach. I think I agree with you. I think that a lot of men can be confusing because not a lot of men know who they are. Right. So it can be confusing if, you know, inside your mind, you kind of are indecisive as a man. And I feel like a lot of men are with, with their emotions and just the things they want to aspire to do and the yeah. things they're trying to accomplish. So then when you have a woman that comes into their life that's, you know, wanting them to kind of take a lead, well, he can't lead until he decides where he wants to go first. Ooh, say it so, again um, for the people in the back. Crazy. Hey, man, bro. But <laughs> no, it, it's not even, I'm not trying to speak down on men yeah. at all, but I do know that we all go through a, a journey as men, you know what I mean? Some get to certain stages in our life quicker. So, you know, like myself and like yourself, it seems like, oh, it's simple, like, nah, it's, you know, not all guys are, yeah. you know, uh, uh, harder as people would crack them up to be or make them, you know, uh, to be as far as like difficult but um there are a great deal of men that still really don't know themselves still kind of trying to find their way but entertain women and then those women kind of are looking to those men to be that man yeah. and hold a certain standard and then they drop the ball and then it looks bad on all of us or even like those men who don't know what they want or have no clue about leading want to be the leader for a yeah. woman who is who, who they can't lead, right? Absolutely. Because they can't lead themselves. And so I've, I want to say, I love the idea of like a male translation. I love the idea of like men to men talk because I think for women, something that, you know, we're all socialized certain ways. Women, we're taught to be self-reflective, self-introspective. Like I think the beautiful thing about the people at this table, TJ and Jay and yourself and myself, is we're all people who sit down and process what's mm -hmm. going on with our lives, what's going on. And I know so many people who they don't. Like, things happen and they react, and then they move on, and they never yeah. actually take a moment or a breath to say, okay, why did I respond that way, or or what is my hang-up, or, oh, I have these issues, maybe I should work on them. Right, right. Right, it's just mm -hmm. like, I think for a lot of men, it's like, these are my issues, you just need to accept them. Right. I think um, a lot of men don't, uh, analyze themselves as much as they should. Uh, for me, I think that one thing that kind of helped me mature fast is I've always been an introspective person. So I always look at myself. Somebody might question me. Like, example, when, my, when I first was dating my wife, she, she said I was selfish. Now, I could have been like, man, get out of here and just kind of brushed it off. Mm -hmm. But I look, took a look at myself and say, man, am I selfish? You know what I mean? Right. Am I doing things? And so it's just little small things like that that make a person look at themselves. But oftentimes we don't do it enough to say, hey, you know what? This is an area I can grow and I can be better in and all those type of things. Mm -hmm. No, one thing that uh, and I like what you're doing. I really do because a lot of our young men out here need that right there. Um, one thing that I do a lot of my clinic, we both do coaching, mm -hmm. and I talk to a lot of males out here. I always ask the man, to you, what is a man? And if they can really define themselves and answer that question truthfully, mm -hmm. then they'll know who they are. Because you said you made a good, good statement about how a lot of men don't know who they are. Right. Cause a lot of men don't know what a man really should be. Right. They, because they go to the misconception of what they're taught by really their peers, mm -hmm. yeah. okay? And a lot of our men out here don't have fathers to teach them how to be, really be a man, right? you know? So we often, yeah. and, and me and Jay often Fast. talk about about how sometimes we're certain posts on Facebook and so when they talk about what a, what a man is, what a true yeah. man is. That's a real man, a real man. I'm telling you. 
Don't even get Jay started. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I hate it too. Yes. Yeah. We started talking about it's a real, real woman. Yeah. 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 And these little girls out here, all these little girls, like, yes. man, yes. y'all go off the, y'all yeah. go off the bridge. But talk about little girls. What, like I said, one thing I asked them is, what does it mean to you? Mm-hmm. And if they can really answer that. I mean, but not just with no little surface definition what they think a man is. I'm going to go down deep and find out what it is a man to you. A lot of them don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really commend you on what you're doing, man. Thanks a lot. Nah, well, it just come from game from older men, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and my, my father. But at the same time, me getting out, you know, getting kicked out of the nest, yeah. you know, at an early age allowed me to get uh, a start on life a lot faster. Mm-hmm. So I had to develop a lot faster, mm-hmm. mature a lot faster in order to survive, mm-hmm. you know, and because of that and looking kind of at myself and figuring out the reasons why I kind of fell into a bad space. Mm-hmm. Because one time I was um, homeless, mm-hmm. you know, but that was because of Look my poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Hey, absolutely. Amen. Amen. But again, you know, those decisions, me falling to rock bottom and then looking at myself and saying, look, I'm here, rock bottom, what you going to do now? Mm-hmm. And then God continuing to elevate me from that point exactly. allowed me to kind of look at myself and figure what are the things about me that led me to that point mm-hmm. that helped me persevere all of those things but um, I always say struggle builds character mm-hmm. and you still have to look at yourself and figure what yes, is it about do. you that's making you either yes, succeed you or fail at life do you give advice from a married man perspective on the podcast or all men perspective because like I when I first started doing it I used to hear a lot of people that speak on relationships as men they used yeah. to talk down on the brothers mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for me, I used to hate that. I'd be like, bro, like, you was once in those shoes. Right. Why are you talking like, you know what I mean? Like, you this 60-year-old. Like, yeah, y'all brothers, y'all need to do this. Da, da, da. Yeah. I understand that there are things that we do need to do and that are necessary for us to, to uh, progress as men. But don't, don't talk from that, that perspective, that, yeah. that vantage point. You know what I mean? I would rather it be coming, you know, a level uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. So when I do it, I try to speak, you know, as a, a common man, as yeah. if we all go through it. I'm no different. It's more receptive that way. Right. It really is. Mm-hmm. Where are you from, Lawrence? Here in Temple. Oh, you, Tampa. Tampa. you actually a Tampanian? Yeah, Tampanian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're also something else. What else are you? Petition. Yeah, my dad is from St. Kitts, from the West Indies. So big up, big up the island. Yes, yes. I'm actually thinking about trying to add a segment called uh, Tampa Talk or like a or Tampa Word of the Week. You know, you know, Tampa people got the different words words they use all the time. Yeah, none tonight. Yeah, so we're gonna go. So you're from Tampa. What's up? So when is your podcast air? When's it come out? When it's air every yeah. Tuesday night, uh, 8 p.m., and uh, I stream it on Facebook and Instagram, and then I have it on streaming platforms as well. Okay. And what's those handles? Uh, mail translations, everything. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I'm trying to get my Twitter and mail translations, but the dude got mail translations. He won't give it up. Uh, but um, everything else is mail translations. All right, mail translations. So what's, last question for me, what's something that you wish you knew in the beginning of doing your podcast that you know now, like basically it's like, man, when I first started this, I didn't know what how to do this, or I didn't know what to expect, and now I know it. I wish I would have known this in the beginning. Um, one thing that I do wish that I knew in the beginning was that it takes less money than I thought to make money. In the beginning, that I uh, when I started doing the podcast, I was trying to figure out how I was going to get more of my audience and how I was going to grow the audience and how I was going to reach more people. Yeah. And my goal, my dream, is to have my own talk show. Okay. So I'm trying to Same figure thing. out how I can take something that's pretty much out of the second room of my house to something that's going to make money. Yeah. 
and it took a took a lot of money from my pockets to try to make things work and then i realized that what i was doing was wasting money mm. instead of making money mm. and so um what i used to do was i used to do this event here in tampa it was called love and laugh tonight mm -hmm. so it would be like a, a podcast segment where uh me and a panel of three or four people um that are normally on my podcast will, will be at a like a hotel say at crown plaza or something like that i'd rent out a um what is like a conference room or a little uh, banquet room or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, have like you know about seventy five hundred people there and do that. And okay. the the cost of it was so high for the room, like it'd be like a thousand dollars a month Woo! just for the room. Woo! And you know, I found that it was hard to. Um, you know, make my money back. I was really even and all of that stuff. So, even though I still want to do those events, um, it, it just costs more money. It's more of an investment than a return. So, yeah. um, that is one of the biggest things I wish I knew in the beginning. That's what's up, man. We definitely are excited to have you yeah. on the show. Um, I, you know, I was on your on your podcast a couple weeks ago, and you know, you said it best. It's like. There's enough of the pie here for everyone. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. we've got to work together so we're going to get each other. Each other so. yeah. mm -hmm. I want to say something real quick. Here in Tampa, I'm noticing that that trend is changing. When I was younger, um, it was just a whole stigma about Tampa just crabs in the bucket mm -hmm. where I'm doing my thing. Like a person might be rapping or doing some music and they another person that they know is right down the street. But they would rather both push their own albums mm -hmm. instead of jump on each other's songs right. or say, hey, man, I got a show, man. Why don't you come open up? Or mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm noticing that it's changing a lot more. I'm starting to see a lot more networking events, a lot more uh, expos, a lot more things where people who have small businesses have a platform to, to push their brands and businesses and people collaborating. So big up to that, man. I just wanted to shout Absolutely. it out. I see that in Tampa we're doing a thing. And soon enough, we'll be like the, the South Atlanta. You know, I, hope so, man. I hope so. Tampa is blowing up. Right, right, good. So, all right, Al. All right, so we finna fight. That's all I know. We finna fight. <laughs> That's all I know for main sip. So let's get into the sip of the day. The sip. Of the I already day. had this argument with TJ, so I already know we finna fight. What? All right, it's generation wars. So battle of the generations. Battle of the generations. We talking all things generation. So let's figure out what everybody's generation is first. Well, you know, we have, um, so 1996 to present is considered Generation Z. Mm -hmm. or they, yeah, or they call it IGN or Centennials. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, 1977 to 1995 is considered Millennials. That's me. Or, also. Or Generation Y. Or Zennials. Zennials. How do you spell that one? X-E-N-N-I-A-L-S. That was a specific year. It's like a, a micro-generation within right. a generation. That's what it is, basically. So the Z is silent? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think that's where I thought. Most of years are years in that. Um, you know it basically like the first two years of that right there, basically. 81 to like 84? Uh, no, I think it was like 77 to 81, something like that. First um, two, four, three or four years. So then we have 1965 to 1976 is considered Generation that's X. That's what's up. That's what's up. It may sound old, but we are. Old people. That's okay. That's why. So I ain't going to start with you. 1946. <laughs> Look at you, TJ. <laughs> 1946 to 1964 is considered the baby boomers. Baby boomers. And then the last one that was on record is from 1912 to 1945. It's really considered the Depression era. Um, depression? Depression era. I got list, but okay, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so L, you are millennial. I'm a millennial. I technically am a millennial. Is it zennials? 
You say? Zinio. Zinio Clarence, what are you? Zinio. Yeah. Zinio. So he's a millennial technically, and TJ, you are Generation X. So let's just go to earlier this week. You and I had a discussion on your um, post on Facebook about the best generation. I mean, clearly millennials. Okay, y'all, y'all are good generation. Cause y'all have, you know, done a lot for yeah. uh, us now. For the culture. For the culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your major gripe? Okay, TJ has a gripe about millennials. I don't have no gripe. No, he I does. Don't. No, I do not. Mm-mm. TJ thinks that millennials are lazy. Yes. Come what? on. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you acting mm-hmm. sedity? Do me a favor. As I told my clients, do not assume. Do not I expect. am not assuming. Okay, These so words if there's something you want to know for sure, just ask the question. I asked you already. All right, Miss Millennial. Okay. So <laughs> I just, I don't know if. That was just man's. man's I, think every, I think every generation has pros that they've added to to a society, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that millennials get a bad rap. Personally, I feel like that. I feel like people think that millennials are, are lazy, don't want to work hard, but I don't think there's some, I think people don't know the generations. I think they're confusing millennials with Generation Z. So I don't know. I'm you mean like that's for the 1996 and beyond, right? Yeah, 1996 and beyond. I think people are lumping all of us into that one pocket, and I don't think millennials are lazy. Yeah, I did, because I didn't know it was a, we broke into another one, you know, another what you generation. Yeah. Right, right. I don't actually I think this is just like old people being old people because like old people always assume that the generation after them is like crap and lazy and isn't as good and so (laughs) I just all anytime I hear crap about millennials it's always from generation xers I think I'm I'm gonna speak it I'm gonna speak it right and it's always based on like you know their ideas or ideologies on it but the most important thing I think is a you look at a generation, but you would need to look at who raised that generation, right? Because mm-hmm. they're really the one who created that base, that 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 foundation. They set mm-hmm. the tone, right? So if you don't like millennials, then it generally the generation Xers are the ones who raised them. So you really have a problem with the generation Xers, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with like the baby booms. If you you know they don't like generation Xers, well they're the one they're the parents of the generation Xers. They don't understand it. I think we are innovative. I think that we change. I think that um, we. Are constantly moving and I think that when you get older you forget that and the new generation can be perceived in a negative way because they're not just like you like my nephews are generation Y or Z is it Z and I don't understand the hell what they going up through I I think they are more entitled though like that generation that's coming up 1996 is the Zers or whatever you want to call them right they are more entitled. So I, I, I sense that as they grow up, they expect things to come to them without mm-hmm. having to work. Like mm-hmm. I coach basketball. Right. And I literally had this one kid, like he's 15, I won't say his name, but he's 15, um, 6'5", mm-hmm. size 15 shoe. Mm-hmm. Bro, had it. Just big as hell. Just big and sorry. So, oh, he's so terrible, right? And he, yeah. after one practice, he came to me, and this is why, this is why I get this. He said, "Coach, um, um, so how long before I be able to dunk?" Mm. I'm like, "What? Like, yeah. this is not like because you want to dunk, it's just gonna come to you." Right, you know what yeah, I mean? I'm like, "Well, when you when you work on your legs till they get strong enough to you're able to jump high, like, mm. but literally, I ain't want to say that. I want, I want to be like, bro, what are you talking about? How mm. you even ask me that?" 
and you you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just assume that it's just gonna come to you because you plan like mm-hmm. okay, cool, like all right, so hey, uh like so what I do, like what code do I press to for me to dunk? And so I just feel like the kids that are coming up are more entitled. Mm-hmm. They just expect it to come. There's three things that really shape the trends of each generation. Parenting, economics, technology. Mm-hmm. So oh, you was right. Each generation comes right. from our right. part of the five generation, me, right? But your answers are entitled. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I am not. But no, but this this is for every generation. But no, you you are right. Just the parenting. A lot of parents do not care for how they was parented, so they do different with their kids. Right. And the kids come about them their own kind of way. Each generation will feel like they offer something, done something for each Absolutely. during their time. Oh, yeah. Okay. But really, which one is the best? And it's really not about being the best. Each one is trying to make the next generation better. Mm-hmm. That's why the parenting has changed. Mm-hmm. That's why you see economic things have changed also as well. I want to add into their culture. Culture is also, to me, a big trend over there also, too. Yeah. You know, because as we can see, see now, culture is really a big part of economics nowadays. It wasn't always that way. You know? But uh, those are the main key. And to keep that in mind, we can look at each generation in a certain perspective then. Okay? Yeah. I think, obviously, we probably know we're all bias of our own generation but for me personally the reason that i love millennials our generation because we know what it's like to grow up without internet like we know what it's like to have a cassette tape we know what it's like to have a disc a walkman but we also know what it's like to grow up with technology Mm -hmm. so we know that we have the the best of both worlds we know how to survive without it and we know how to continue with it right versus generation x they didn't it wasn't, it's like, this is foreign to them. It's about time, take, you know, internet came in, 1998, 99, 2000. They was like, what is this shit? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just, I love, I love every generation right. for their own reasons. But I do have a preference, obviously, for us millennials. Let me, let me say this real quick. And this part of me and I talked about um, before. Each generation opened the doors for you to have and to be able to do what you're able to do. So as I mentioned before, to me, the best generation are those who defeated slavery and allow us to have the opportunities we have nowadays to what we had before. Because yeah. had they not done that, you wouldn't feel that way about your generation because we may be still we might still be enslaved. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's a progressive thing. I it think is. every generation needs to do their part. I mean we are sometimes I get very discouraged about race relations and then I talk to my parents who are in the my dad's in his seventies. And he has a way of humbling me because, I mean, it's very easy to be like, cops are racist, people are trying to kill us for no damn reason, people don't like us because of the color of our skin. But then I talked to my dad and he's like, oh, I couldn't go into a restaurant. You know, I I was there when you couldn't go into a restaurant because it was white only. So you... I understand your frustration, but realize that change has happened Mm -hmm. and it's happened in in the history, like in terms of history wise, it's happened relatively fast, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Because we have people who are still currently living who enslave people, right? Right. Currently living, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's amazing how much change we've had and I want to give kudos to all the generations that continue to do the good work and do the hard work. Yeah, I wanted to say this, that you have a great point, man. I, uh, as far as like how the Generation Xers, they, they didn't grow up with the technology that we have. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they're a step behind. A real funny story, man, I was um, helping my dad out. You know, my dad was older than most dads. Like when I was in high school, he was in his early 60s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
Now Shout out to the like, old pops. What? They <laughs> were <laughs> <laughs> the old Ireland man. Hey, man. Yeah. What you doing? Where you? Come yeah, here. Come here, <laughs> Yeah, big up yourself. So he um he called me over to help him out with some device that's like a recording device because mm -hmm. he plays music. And he literally called me over because he's like, man, what's wrong with this device? It's say low. What this thing keeps saying? Low bot. What low bot <laughs> mean? Low bot. What what, what 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 is it? And I say, dad, that's low. Low battery, uh, <laughs> low battery. That's low bat wow. battery. He, he's oh uh, really? Wow. I'm like you know, it's so it's crazy how something small like that, right? But just one more point I wanted to make is that I do think that when it comes to the uh, millennials, one thing I can praise us for is that we know how to get money. Absolutely. There's no Absolutely. other. There's no other um, generation that has taken the technology that we have and monetized it. They've shown our fathers, our mothers, our grandmothers how to take something this like small as mm -hmm. this computer, press a couple buttons. I done made a website. Mm -hmm. I done put some items mm -hmm. on it. Now I'm selling this and that. And then they all like, "Whoa, how you? What you doing with all this computer all day? And you sitting down there playing the game and seem like you doing the stuff on the computer? And all of a sudden." you're able to, to provide for your mm -hmm. family without having to leave. But at the same time, the one thing that the generation before, I feel, has on us is that they were a lot tougher. They were the ones that yeah. was going to go out into the street and march and get out there and, and express their voices. Nowadays, it's like, man, as long as I press this tweet in, I'm straight. I'm going to just cool back and, and just allow my words via social media to mm -hmm. be that that uh, action, yeah, that, no, that no, voice. No, no, no. A, a lot of reasons why a lot of older parents may feel a certain way about the millennials and so forth because it's a different, a different age then. It was the industrial age where they worked hard. It was more right. labor type of work. Right. So that's why they feel like a lot of, a lot of the younger generation is entitled because they feel like y'all don't work as hard as we work. It's right. that comparison right there. Right. Technology is quite a bit easy now. You just sit back, and they say inside of a house somewhere, right. make your website, no time. Don't have right. to cost you nothing much at all anymore. So they compare a lot of that to what they, the way they used to say, yeah. we walked 20 miles to the school in the rain and the snow. You know, right. I didn't have no shoes on. Well, you know. Things are different now. If I'm able to, like, Dad, listen, I just made $6,000 selling right. something online, mm -hmm. and I'm able to give you half of it. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it's like, all right, son, that's, what right. I that's right. That's my boy. It should be, it should be Thanksgiving to both sides because we should thank our parents for the struggle they went through, well, our, grand, our grandparents and our sisters, you know, older people, for what they went through to get us to where we are, to be thankful that yeah. we now have what we have to help out the next generation. Right. That's all it is. Yeah, so pay homage. We mm -hmm. have two generations. I was thinking maybe we should talk about the strengths and weaknesses and why they have the strengths and weaknesses. Okay. So Generation X, which is Mr. TJ's representing, we have the strengths being 70% of, of organizations believe that they are the overall best workers. Um, they tend to be committed to, to balance, so balancing work and family time. And they're considered to be the biggest revenue generators, Generation X, right? Okay. So they're considered hard workers and getting that dough. Mm -hmm. The weaknesses for Generation X are that majority of them, or not uh, less than 40%, that's not a majority, um, are satisfied with their senior management in their organization. So that means 60% are not satisfied with their senior management and are not making any changes, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're less inclined to say something if they disagree with mm -hmm. some, a superior. A superior. Um, and they value being able to do things quickly and are less inclined to spend time or spend hours completing something to perfection. 
right? So that is the strengths and the weaknesses of Generation X and kind of some background to why um, Generation X is like that is because they're considered the latchkey kids, right? So a lot of their parents were divorced or very career-driven. Um, so because of that, they tend to be very individualistic um, because they had to rely on themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. So, I mean, I think that's pretty accurate from the people that I know that are mm -hmm. Generation Xers. I can't say that they, I think they are hard workers. I mean, mm -hmm. and they are very committed to their family and to their work. And they're not necessarily, like my thing as a millennial, right, is, you know, are you happy? Mm -hmm, right. <laughs> right. But Generation Xers are known to like, just do the work. Even if you're unhappy, even if this is not your passion in mm -hmm. your career, like this this career isn't your passion, you'll still be there for 40 years right, suck it up. sucking it up because it gets you the result, like the, the result that you want. Absolutely. I think part of that is because the generation before them, the baby boomers, they were coming out all the wars. They had a lot of wars they were coming out of. Right. And so they weren't really populating the world. And so then the generation, generation X came along and they just wanted to have good family values. Mm -hmm. And they had to work hard mm -hmm. to come out of the, the Great Depression mm -hmm. and whatnot. And so they just, that's what they had to do. So when they see millennials right. not wanting to do the same shit they do, right. it's like, well, like, I don't want to work for the same company for 35 years. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. That's what we're saying. So we're trying to find other uh, alternatives right. to make money, support our families without having to bust our behinds like our moms and dads. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with busting your behind, but it's like, yo, if I can make an easier dollar, exactly. why, why you, you know, what I mean? why you slighting me? But I will say a testament to Generation Xers, and this isn't uh, something that millennials is. Is sometimes millennials tend to be too too focused on passion and not focused on like reality you know at the end of the day you got bills that need to be paid and your passion it, it, as much as you may like it or, or are willing to invest in it it doesn't mean that you should quit like your job mm -hmm. right right mm -hmm. you still need without to a plan. Without, yeah. without, without a plan, plan right? Right? that generation that yeah. go, i'm going to atlanta girl like look, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just packing it up i just feel like if i go to atlanta no um and Great points, everybody. Jay and I had a good conversation. As usual, me and Jay had a good conversation. He made a good point. How do you and Jay conversation? We had a deep conversation. I'm not talking about it. I wouldn't I don't care. Well, you know, we're going to have you join in, okay? No. But no, really, Jay made a good point to me, and he said that, TJ, I respect your generation, but why must our generation, my generation now, why must we work as hard as your generation work, those 40 work hours, just to make that amount of money to enjoy life? He said, I don't want to work all those hours to enjoy my less. I want to do less and achieve more, mm -hmm. okay? I want to live my life a bit more. Right. And when he said to me, you know, I mean, you must take things into consideration. We must listen to each generation. It's a good point. We are, my generation, we've been programmed to work in 40-hour work weeks. Right. 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 And, and like, I've been like, right. working 40-hour work weeks since I was, like, a teenager. And don't right. say nothing. Don't right, exactly. I'll just listen. And we don't speak of the, the boss. If you go to work extra, you'd be like, okay, boss. Basically, yeah. it's like that. But nowadays, they'd be like, shit, I ain't working no extra hour. Shit, you better, you better ask somebody else. Right. I'm already you know, clocked out. Right. Like, right. You better ask that old man over there. I remember a company just to offer overtime all the time. And we will, and Jewish X, they will come up. I don't work 60 hours overtime. Right. Now, somebody's like, yo, overtime? You're like, nah, we're good. Right, yeah, good. We're going right. home. We're happy hours. So, a lot of the older we, we, they've been programmed through all those years of yeah. doing the same way, and they don't want to change from that way, right? Mm -hmm. 
I believe what made me a bit of difference is that I'm more adaptive to yeah. this younger generation. Yeah. You know, um, I listen to what they say. I learn a lot. I actually, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in it and a part of it more mm -hmm. so than what I was my own generation. But that's so. why you are in a better position than other people in Generation X because mm -hmm. you surround yourself with people that are also younger than you. Mm -hmm. Because if you only hang around people in the same demographic, you right. don't think the same way. Right. Right. Exactly. You gotta be around other people exactly. in order to see a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So I applaud you for that. But, but here's the thing: I think that generations that makes it such a, a discrepancy between the, the generations mm -hmm. and how we view one another is what you're saying ultimately comes from the generation before. So exactly. when yeah. you have a millennial saying, "I don't want to work 40 hours mm -hmm. to make you know X amount of dollars, and I want to be able to live my life," it's not me, you know, basically shitting on you. Right. It's basically me paying homage to you by saying, "Hey, by me." looking at the way that you raised me right. and all you had to go through to, for you so that just have lights mm -hmm. on for me and food mm -hmm. fridge and clothes on my back makes me say hey well I'm going to do something a little bit different mm -hmm. but it's not to say that what you did wasn't about nothing right. 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 it's because of the struggle that you went through that makes me say hey I'm going to go ahead and try to change exactly yeah. it's always perspective right. if people look to take perspective instead of keeping that one way of looking at it and look at other kind of ways, there was so much more out of it. Right. You know, and it, it, it really enriched them. It really right. We just look at it, though, like uh, the older generations look at it like, oh, see, you just think, right. oh, you, yeah, you just want to get yep. out there and you just want to play, do this and yep. that. And it's not really that. I think the way that we communicate it is just not understood. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it seems like maybe we're talking down on the generation mm -hmm. before when really we're looking at the generation before and saying because it was so hard mm -hmm. then, we want to try to make it better for our mm -hmm. our seeds and right. our little ones coming up. What's the next one? All right, and I, I want to say, and we're going to get into this, but I also want to say that the perception that generation that millennials don't work as hard, I don't believe is true. I just don't think that millennials work as traditionally as other as other generations, right? And so we tend to, you know. At three o'clock in the morning, I might be up doing work, right? right? But instead of being in my office, right? Mm -hmm. I, we tend to be more fluid in mm -hmm. how we do work mm -hmm. instead of like the traditional, you need to clock in at this time, clock out at that time. Right. I think millennials are a little bit more fluid yeah. in the sense of when they work. So I don't but think it's a lack of hours. I just think it's a different way of working. Starbucks is like the, the biggest office in America. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs, you see them there. Right. I think that's a good point. Really quick, is like the different ways. It's like if you think about it, Generation X and, and prior to that, they had to work. There was no other way, right? But now we have technology. They had to go into work. So now with technology, it's like, well, look, I don't really have to go into work. I can sit behind a laptop and make this money and, and sell to someone in China mm. without right. moving. So every generation had more technology. Even Generation Z, you look at them, they're probably doing more of social media and, and, and technology mm -hmm. than, than us millennials are, yeah. right? And so I think that technology, like you said earlier, plays a factor it does. in each generation. And real quick, it's the types of jobs available nowadays. Right. Okay, like I said, back during a certain time, it was industrial era. Okay, they were hard-working, physical, manual labor jobs. Yeah. Nowadays, you don't really have that that much because machinery has replaced that. Computers, and now yeah. you have people sitting here doing the jobs to make the computers, to make, I'm sorry, to make the machinery to do that job that they don't have to do anymore. Right. That's all right. it is. So it's a different type of job now. Yeah. There was no app app creator. Right, right, right. right, right, right. Now right. you can sit and make an app and make content. Mm -hmm. and people like to actually sell, hey, I'll, I'll post content to your social media. Exactly. You know what I mean? Two or three times a day. 
Yeah, yeah. I heard how you were advertising for me. Millennials were the dot-com era. Generation Z is the app era. Yeah. Right? Exactly. All right, so for millennials, their strengths are... Crying. Well, first of all, they are currently <laughs> the largest workforce right now. Uh, so put some respect on us. That's right. <laughs> um, they're also considered the most independent workers, which once again, I think, deals with technology, right? Right, right. Types of jobs. Um, mm -hmm. They are, tend to be more concerned with ethics and social responsibilities of the organizations that they work for. So they tend to care more about not just working for an organization and getting paid, but working for a good organization, something they can be proud of. Mm -hmm. um, and they've also become sourcing information gatherers. So they need to be left to create their own processes that more so than being told a process. So mm -hmm. millennials will question processes when they see things that they think are errors or discrepancies or, or, or they find a quicker way to do something. They tend to push the envelope and say, hey, there's a better solution. Just mm -hmm. because it's always worked that way doesn't mean right, right. that's how it right. should work. Mm -hmm. We can figure it out and make it better. So they tend to be focused on improvement, mm -hmm. um, continuous improvement, and not automatically accepting things just because they work. Now, weaknesses, due to their independent nature, um, they tend to not be good in teamwork. <laughs> teamwork don't make the dream work. <laughs> um, there's also the idea that they have a not-so-strong work ethic, so their average of work hours spent at an office is 38.8 hours compared to the 40-hour work week. Mm. Once again, I think that goes to working non-traditionally. Um, they tend to be impatient when it comes to career growth. So 71% are likely to leave before two years. Mm -hmm. um, and they tend to um, not be loyal when it comes to jobs. So they're looking at what yep. job is going to, what the job is going to do for them Amen. versus, yep. Yep. Amen. versus um, what they can do for the job. So the jobs have to change their, their, right. their mm -hmm. focus and their guide, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not... Millennials are not just going to accept it. The, the conventional strategies and approaches to working right. nowadays, you know, it's right. 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 true. Right. Right. Speaking of that, on behalf of um, the economic part of it, that's what they do. And you're right to life as well. Yeah. But let me say so. I got two good points I want to make. I'm sorry, were you finished? I'm sorry. Oh, well, just some background as to why generation or um, why millennials are the way they are. We're considered the 9-11 generation mm -hmm. or the echo boomers. Um, so we grew up in a terrorist, quote unquote, terrorist state um, where a lot of wars were happening, but we didn't have a lot of visibility to what was happening. So that's why we tend to question authority and we tend to question um, processes because we were born in, you know, like weapons of mass destruction that never were found, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they tend to be highly nurtured from their generation, um, the generation prior to them. So, um, and, and one huge thing is that they tend to be, tend to have more confidence um, than the previous generation, which I think is a testament to the previous generation. So, the previous generation made sure to instill in their children yes. confidence in mm -hmm. themselves, right? So the whole idea of like, I'm gonna look at a company and be like, listen, I know what I can do for you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I got skills. Right. What you gonna do for me? Like, we need to be both benefiting from it. I think that's a direct like correlation to the parents, like saying, hey, you're dope, you're smart, like you're amazing. 
they need to pay you and they need to treat right. you accordingly. I mean, like I said, you just think about the, the generation before and mm -hmm. the struggles they went through and saying, hey, I'm going to make it different. You see your mom and dad getting run down, working 40, 60 exactly. hours. And, and a job they just, hate. Right, work hours that they don't want to work, and now they're saying, hey, listen, I'm going to do different. Right. It's two things I want to share, some interesting piece of information about um, the uh, Gen Z as so. Uh, first of all, the drug use, alcohol consumption, smoking, <laughs> and teenage pregnancy is the lowest is at their lowest in decades. That's right. 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 Yes. That's the low, yes. I, yes. I read that quite But they explore their sexuality more than in the past. Absolutely. So y'all have the safe sex and same sex sex. But I ain't into all that right there. That's same sex. That's why you're having babies. I can't. We're right now. He's going to come out of left field. That's what we've been doing anyway. That's what you've been doing. Maybe a little bit. So the baby went back to bed. So the baby boomers, um, they were bonded by, they are known for like being associated with Kennedy, mm -hmm. Kennedy and Martin Lawrence, right? And Martin Lawrence, Martin Luther King. Back then telling jokes. Yeah, so they are associated with those assassinations in, in the civil rights movement. What major event do you think? Other generations are associated with. Like, what do you think generation X is associated with? Well, like, they kind of said 9 11. I mean, that was a huge thing for us. But how old were some of them? Some of them, some of them still don't, they, they may have been born during that time, but still don't really remember it. Yeah, I, millennials, I was like 18, 19 when that happened. Yeah, I think for most millennials, they were at, at least cognizant. They, for most part, were cognizant of what happened. Some, some of them between six to eight years old at that time. You know, they really didn't get the full effect yeah, right. of, of what of what nine one one was. Yeah. You know. But I think anytime you're at the very end of the spectrum right. of a generation, you tend to go either way. Mm -hmm. Like generation like millennials who are closer to right, they <laughs> tend to do both characteristics, mm -hmm. right? So when you're on the on the edges of the generations, mm -hmm. you tend to take on both. Right. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I think the millennials will be tied to. And maybe Obama. But is Obama millennials or that Generation Z? Because Obama didn't happen until 2000, 2008, right? Yeah. Right. But the, the people who were voting, but, though, were Generation Millennials. Oh, that's true. Right. That's true. So I guess that would be. I guess it would be. That's you know, that's real big for yeah. for it to stand the test of time. I think it's going to be something that's going to be significant Absolutely. to that, that generation. Since you guys are what, Gen Z, right? No, no, no millennials. Yeah, yeah, you're millennials, okay. So yeah. when you were growing up as a kid, did you ever think we would have a black president? Never. Absolutely. Even then you didn't think Never. that? Because, I mean, I'm doing my generation, it was like, hell no. Absolutely. You'd be like, no, uh, he may be a vice president. You know, right. but not a, not a president. A better so, chance of getting struck twice by the yes. <laughs> same spot. Well, he, I love it when he made it, man. It just. I think everyone was kind of it. Wow. It was just like, you know, it's so important to have people that you can look at and, and, and that look like you mm -hmm. and say, oh, I can achieve that too. Right. And so to have a black man who is articulate and intelligent mm -hmm. and, and amazing and to have a you know black you know first lady who's equally intelligent mm -hmm. and beautiful and amazing mm -hmm. and to see them in the white house at you know what was considered at that point the highest office mm -hmm. in the land 
that's huge. Like yes. Generation Y is yeah. like they are they on the come up. Like to right. even just to, to see that to even like, like for us, we didn't even think that was a possibility. So like now mm. it's like. You raise your children like you can be the president because we already had one. Like, right, you right. Know? What do you think Generation X it will be tied to? What major event? And that's from us. So Generation X is 65 to 70. People born 65, 76. So I would guess it would be something like. Um, well, at the end of it, we had MLK down. Okay, that was in 68. Mm. Okay, so basically like 65. So that's a couple years right there. Um, uh, the 70s was a great generation time during that time with the uh, uh, hippies and so the forth. Hippies. Love everything. Um, well, we had the space shuttle. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, when was the Vietnam, no, the Korean War? When was that? Oh, that was in the, I want to say the early 60s. I okay. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of major events out there. I was just curious what y'all think about it. Which what you think it's going to be for so far with uh, Generation Z? Generation Z, I think right now is again it's tied to politics. I think it really is that currently the generation that's dealing with the Trump era, dealing with God bless with you that, so. What you, you know, think if it, if I said um, what I want to say is the word um, gay rights? That ooh, you right. I think that's probably. But I think it's a millennial thing though, right? Like the ability to marry, the ability to like be. I think it's a combination of both. I think it's a combination of us wanting, wanting to to start that conversation, and I think Generation Z has pushed it even further across the line. I actually don't, because I think that the people who are making the decision, like once again, Generation Z, they're barely voting, right? Like they're barely at the age to to really make change. I would say, like, what I've seen Generation Z do amazingly is stand up to just like police in terms of like school violence like you know those kids that were literally they were like high schoolers and they were doing these nation like wide sit outs you guys remember right, this? Right, right. like that is um like people let that just go and not really talk about it like these are high school students mm-hmm. who have gotten together use their their resources which is technology and other people yes yeah. and are like doing Definitely. hundreds of like schools were sitting out based on like we need you to protect us. We need there to be safety. We need right, there to be right. justice. So, I mean, to me, that's pretty freaking dope. Well, I just feel like what it's changed, though, when it comes to what's significant to that generation. Um, I think that what you're saying is true, mm-hmm. but how much change has come from it? How many things legis- legislatively? Right. Well, well, yeah, and I think that's the interesting part, because now they're starting to get to the point where they can vote. So I think, right. I think the new generation that we have coming up I think that they're going to be more political than even uh, millennials. I agree because they already empowered themselves. They we just had this, we had a midterm election recently, mm-hmm. and of course, vote, the votes have gone up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I wait for the numbers come up to see see how many of them, due to the generation based on the age group, how many of them started voting. The next presidency, due to Trump being in the House right now, you see a lot of people who are against Trump, but a lot of our youth, like you said, from the sit-outs and so forth, speaking up, they're empowering themselves. Let's see if they do now with the, vo- the next vote for president. Let's see how that turned out right, right there. Right. But so they're really stripping themselves in numbers. I think the major thing that I want to say, as much as I mess with TJ, is that <laughs> I think each generation has their strong suit. And I think that a lot of criticism that you can hear about the generations, it's a direct correlation or a direct response to something that was happening in the generation prior to. 
So for millennials, they tend to be overly confident. Mm. They tend to be entitled, <laughs> right? And that's because the generation, you know, their parents before them, they were latchkey kids. They did not grow up with families. They did not grow up with their, their parents in their life. And I think a lot of those kids said, I am not going to be that parent. I'm going to be the parent that goes to my kids' games. I'm going to be the parent that's going to be super active in mm. their life. I'm going to be the parent that edifies my child and really, like, builds them up. Um, and so I think you ended up with a lot of really confident mm -hmm. people with parents who are super over-involved, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's the negative about millennials is that our parents are overly involved, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, in your life. Um, but I think it's a direct correlation between those two. And I think the characteristics that we see are they can be bad, but they can be good too. I, mm -hmm. I mean, confidence is important. Knowing your value, knowing your worth is important. Mm -hmm. Having passion in the things that you do in life is important. It just needs balance. Okay. Uh, basically, the thought of she said, you know, I agree with that, you know, the parenting and everything else with that. But to, part of it also is that we have to give respect to those who paved the way for us. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's easier for you now. It was easier for me. Mm -hmm. All that was due to those who came prior to us. Amen. And give them respect. Yes, your generation is easier compared to my generation. Yeah. But my generation was easy compared to those before the generation. Absolutely. So all it is that respect what they did because we don't need to go through the things they had to go through, you know, to be where we are today. Right. You know, so. My last, my last question um, to the group. Um, so Generation Xers are arguably the best educated generation with 29% obtaining a bachelor's degree or higher. Part of that is because schooling wasn't as expensive as it is today. Mm -hmm. Now, in comparison, yeah. So now, in comparison to Generation Z, less are going to school. So, do you think Generation X struggles with Generation Z because most of them favor going to school, having a family, etc., and Generation Z does not? Because Generation X basically says, again, family, school, hard work, mm -hmm. and Generation Z is like, look, I can't afford to go to school. It's I'm too expensive. I think th back in the day, the idea was, th and the benefit for Generation X was that the idea was that you it was a single family income, mm -hmm. right? And so school, like housing, all that was based on a single family income. And so you had the ability, and you had the ability to literally buy a house and pay mm -hmm. for school. Like school was so affordable, right? And now for a generation, for my generation, millennials, everything is built on a two-person income, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at buying a house or when you're looking at just like the, the big things, it's always with the idea that you and another person are, are teaming together. up together. Yeah. Right. And so we don't have the, an economic freedom that generation, the generation prior to us had. And I think... That's why we're not going to school. That's why we haven't been buying houses as much. And th that's just facts. Like, I saw, a, I wish I had the um, statistics, but back in the day, you could buy a house for, like, $20,000. And it was, like, a nice house, like mm -hmm. a good starter home, right? right like, right. you know, and it'd be in a nice neighborhood, and you'd be able to continue to move forward. And, and nowadays, the, even if you were to put inflation in, there's no way you buy no nice house at twenty thousand. Absolutely, right? no way, no way. And then even in school though, like you're twenty five, you considering should I skip going to school or should I find other alternatives to the four years in college and paying you know twenty, thirty, fifty, mm -hmm. sixty thousand dollars just to get educated? I'm trying to figure yeah. out how did the same 
the same scholarship doubling its cost or tripling right. its cost. Right. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand that, but that has a lot to do with it's why it's the system. Yeah, it's and, and that's why we're trying to figure out other ways to to make more money. And right. so I think that hopefully Generation X, if you're you know if you're a sipper who are Generation X, then you are listening to this understanding that hey, we, we respect y'all, we love y'all, we thank you for what you've done. Um, we're just trying to figure out another way to 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 live. We don't want we want to go on vacations. We want to go right. see the world. So. We're trying to make y'all proud, really, because yeah. it's not like I say to throw it in the generation prior's face, but it's really to say, hey man, listen, because of you, I'm able to do this more easily. I have these advantages. And I think it's really it's important for us to see Generation uh, Z and say, look, I see what you're doing. You're trying to make it easier. You're trying to do something even more quicker than we are, right? right? And right. so I think a lot of times we tell y'all lazy or they don't want to do anything. No, they're just trying to figure out how to, look, what's current, the system that's, work, that's been working is no longer working. Right. right. And so we got to figure out another way to at least try to make ends meet, and this is what we're trying to do. No, the, the cheapest way to make money is go viral. Yeah, absolutely. Right. There was no such thing as go viral in the 80s, in the right. 70s. But, I mean, while you say, while they might say we don't work hard, we are working hard. You got those people that stay on Instagram all day, making videos, content all day, sure. every day, and then all of a sudden they get a break. I just want to say this real quick. Uh, first, I want to thank you guys for the credit given to the Generation X, my generation. But I want to say this. Each generation should want the next generation to be better and to succeed. Absolutely. Because basically all it is, your success mm-hmm. is really our success. Absolutely. Because it shows what we did to help prepare you for that side, for that from then, and then you keep on moving on. I tell my clients the same thing. We don't succeed unless, I don't succeed unless you succeed. That's what I tell my clients in my coaching, okay? If you don't succeed, I didn't succeed, okay? So as long as they succeed, then we are succeeding. The same with the generations. What you guys are doing is really a testament to our success with you. Okay, whether it's good or bad, anybody can perceive it, it's still a success through all of us. Definitely. That's a great man sip. All right. We're going to go ahead and close this sip of the day. Sippers, I'm sure you have a lot of commentary about this. Absolutely. All right. So go ahead and post on our Facebook page, All Too No Shade. Uh, Go ahead and slide in our DMs at All Too No Shade Podcast on Instagram. You can also email us your opinions and thoughts at All Too No Shade Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to text us or leave us a voicemail rant, you can call us at 646-481-2368. That's 646-481-2368. What we got next? We have Toast to Wisdom. This is a new segment. Oh, we got a new segment. What is this right here? We got a new segment. You know, we got, we got TJ. We got to do a nickname, too. So TJ is... I'm calling him Pit Jones. Pit Jones. Velvet Jones. Velvet Jones. Velvet Jones. Velvet Jones. Velvet Jones. Well, as we mentioned, this segment is really where we share a little bit of wisdom with you that we can take that you can take and use as your own. Okay, uh, my little uh, proverb for today is: One who causes others misfortune also teaches them wisdom. Okay. I'll say it again. One that one causes. who causes others misfortune also teaches them wisdom. And basically, you take it as you are, but I want to explain it a little bit. We often look at what someone did to us and not what they did for us. Okay, so the difference with that right there. Although at the time when they happened to us by the other person, we may be hurtful, but it's also helpful as well. You may also have endured losses, pain, resentment, anger, whatever from it. But if you look at it from a different and more positive perspective, you will see that, you will see that what may have happened to you 
by that person really helped you in your life. Okay. I always I think that's that's a great quote and great um, way to, to put that because I I don't really believe in um, we had the conversation before mm-hmm. like I don't really believe in bad decisions right I believe there's good decisions and great decisions. I think at the moment, every decision you make at that moment in your mind is a good decision. You think you're making the best decision for you in that moment, and it might not turn out the way you expected it to turn out. But in that moment, you got another choice to make. Mm-hmm. Do I make another good choice to get out of it, or mm-hmm. make a choice to stay in it? Whatever it is, there's not necessarily bad. Someone is teaching you wisdom. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to learn that wisdom in that moment of what that person is putting you through, and you have a choice to get yourself out of that. So for me, I I, I agree. It's, it's a great quote. Mm-hmm. No, most definitely. Like you basically learn your your best lessons through the most pain. Mm-hmm. And so another mm-hmm. thing I like to tell people is that um, knowledge is power, but learning how to apply knowledge is wisdom. Anybody can be smart and still be dumb than a mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but because book smarts and what my mom and dad would call common sense, mm-hmm. that wisdom is two different things. So lo- knowing how to apply what you learn is what makes you wise. And a lot of times we learn that through mm-hmm. going through our biggest struggles. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. I have written the best books in my moment of pain, mm-hmm. in my moment of frustration, in my moment of being heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I've written the best blog entries. What do you think of some of the best songs ever written that come from artists who have yes. deep dist- uh, demons within themselves? Yes. Mm-hmm. They are in that moment of there's anguish and they got to get it out of their body. And I think it's hilarious because we all act like we don't have those moments. And yeah. I think those that's why those artists appeal to people so much because it's something that's so hidden mm-hmm. for so many people. But really, so many people are, are experiencing mm-hmm. it or feeling it. Like, you know, mental health in general or depression or anxiety mm-hmm. or just feeling, like, low, right? Mm-hmm. right? These are things that we don't talk about because it's, it's back to your vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason why I think we connect to the artists who are who are like so visceral, like right, like the people, like you know Adele, she sings and you're like this chick done went through some things, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or even like old school, like Patty. You can't tell me Patty LaBelle ain't lived some life, okay? Mm-hmm. Right? I know she did. Or Anita Baker. Miss Thang was putting it down, okay? Because you don't sing the way you sing unless you was getting some things, right? But I think the reason why we connect to them is because we connect to that part of ourselves that Absolutely. we don't want to acknowledge. Right, or we don't want to express. Mm-hmm. We don't express. Yeah, we're in denial of it a lot of times, but yeah. You know what? I like this little toast to wisdom. Toast to Thank you. I heard it also. Mm. All right, so let's get into our what's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish, TJ? My itch is Scotch Porter, and I'm not really trying to put him out there like that, but I let my beard grow, man. That's a name? Yeah, well, see, Jay got his beard looking kind of cool over there. You know? Jay beard be low-key. And my brother who's class also, I'm like, man. It be right. Mine's looking all a little bit scruffy and all, you know, but I'm in the, the early, tr- early, early stages right, right, of the episode. I used to use this product called Scotch Porter, and I had my beard going pretty good, and I went back to using it again. It actually is a good beard product. Okay, I had the balm and the, and the serum for it, and it keeps your beard soft. It's doing me good, so I'm gonna keep on using my product. So in about number two weeks, you guys will see my beard looking. You always touch your beard, though. I don't know why you always. Because I wasn't using Scott's Porter. That's why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to Scott's Porter. I don't know why beards are back in, but they're sexy. Yeah, the, the bald hair is in the beard, right? It is a thing. It is. The bald hair and the big beard. It's mm-hmm. a real thing. Let me tell you, I got, I've, I've gotten way more play with a bald head mm-hmm. and a beard than I did with that. I do like 
has a bald head and a beard. <laughs> but it's for the most inappropriate reason. Alright, what's your ish, Clarence? Uh, my ish is this book that I'm reading. It's called uh, Contagious. It's by this author called Jonah Berger. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I heard about the book from an artist that I listen to, Nipsey Hussle. Y'all probably know him. Yeah. my man right there. So um, basically, I heard an interview. He was talking about uh, what made him uh, sell one of his mixtapes for $100. And he mentioned a book called Contagious, Why Things Go Viral. So mm. I, started, well, I started reading it. And it's, it's really, really good. It basically gives me a whole bunch of different ideas on how to um, get something to blow up, so to speak. Right. I've never heard of that. That's a contagious by Jonah Burger. Jonah Burger. I'm, I'm going right. to read it on self help and try yeah. to improve yourself. So that's something that I would Why things go viral. It basically breaks down a whole different, a lot of different reasons why things have uh, remarkability, which is mm-hmm. the, uh, something that is worthy of a remark. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's just one of the things in it, but it's a lot of gems in it. Oh, okay. What's My ish. I've got actually two this week. So the first one is going to be Audible. Have you guys done Audible? The book, right? The yeah. Book, right? So it. Are you just getting to Audible? Don't do me. Okay. Don't do me. Okay. I've been nice to you for the last twenty uh, minutes. All right. All right. Audible. All right. So <laughs> Audible is amazing. I commute to work, so I drive forty minutes um, to work, and then another forty minutes back from work. And so I just recently got into Audible because I, I have been going through books. Like, because I've, I've always been a big reader, but I haven't been reading as much normally. And so I was just trying to figure a way to integrate reading back into my life. I think it's important to continue to learn. And so Absolutely. Audible is amazing because, I mean, it's no work. You just are literally listening. And so if, and if you put it on your phone or if your mm-hmm. phone's connected to your your um your car right so as soon as i get in my car i don't even have to click anything it just automatically starts playing it picks up where it left off i'm good to go and so i've been going through books like five books a week yes please and then my next um ish is bullet journaling um, so I don't know if a lot of people know this or understand this. Every female is like, I know bullet journaling, but I don't know if the guys do it. Um, bullet journaling, it is a way to organize your journal. Um, to You can do it for work or you can do it for personal. It's a method or a system to keep you organized and also to help you write down the things that are important to you. And so I have a bullet journal for work that's strictly for work. Um, it's amazing. So if you ever have like conversations or you find out tidbits of information and you're like where did I I can't remember like when I had that conversation or what that meant it because it tells you how to index everything it tells you how to like place everything on the page you can go back to that information very quickly so it makes work really easy but I also do it personally um and that kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier with the whole male translation Mm -hmm. which is being introspective taking a minute to like really process yourself and process what's going on in your life and and reflect and i think that writing down things is really important so writing down your goals writing down um things that you want to grow from or 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 even things that you you're guilty of like so funny enough tj said something earlier to clarence about a question he always asks his clients which is um what is a man to you 
Mm-hmm. And because I bullet journal, this is one of the questions I always ask people I'm dating. Mm-hmm. So what is a man to you? Well, you never asked me that. I ain't dating you. Okay, my fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I always ask them, and it's hilarious because it's a great question because so many people will explain what a man means to them. And then the follow-up question is, well, do you actually align with what your definition exactly. of a man is mm-hmm. and you will be shocked mm-hmm. and surprised how many people have a definition for a man and there's the farthest thing from their own definition mm-hmm. of what a man is and to me that means they're not being introspective that means they're not really taking ownership of who they are as a person mm-hmm. um and who and what they give and bring into the world and because of that, it's also forced me to do that, too, mm-hmm. right? So what does a woman mean to exactly, me? Yeah. And am I aligned with what my idea of a woman? And it's, 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 it sounds easy, but it's much harder. <laughs> like mm-hmm. sitting down, mm-hmm. really thinking about it, really being honest with yourself. And so I would say, like, if, you aren't, if you're interested in really getting to know yourself better, um, consider bullet journaling. They have mm-hmm. prompts. If you don't know what to write, or they have guidance, so okay, I, like I, I believe in journaling. I believe in journaling. Like I used to journal all the time, and that's actually how my very first book got started. Was journal entries. I wasn't doing bullet journaling, but I just learned about it. So maybe something I'll, I'll take up. But I used to journal all the time, just everything. And then next thing I know, I'm writing a book. So journaling definitely, definitely important. So my ish this week. I was just about to ask you, what's your ish, Jay? So my hey. ish this week is um. So I actually kind of struggled this week trying to find an ish, but I decided that my ish is going to be the game Phase Ten. So <laughs> my ish this week is the game He's Phase good at it, Ten that's because I played it twice this week and I won both times. I was whipping that ass in Phase Ten. So anybody oh, who okay. don't know, she did quit. We were playing Phase Ten last night. What's that? It's a card game. It's a card game, and you got to get ten phases, but you only get one phase per 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 round. Per round. So the first phase is like two sets of four. In your cards, and so once you get it, you you move on to the next phase for the next round. But so we were all it was me, TJ, and another friend, and L, mm-hmm. and uh, we're playing. And we all moved on to like phase three, and L was stuck on phase one. <laughs> she quit within like thirty minutes. She said, "I wasn't feeling it." I wasn't feeling it. But it's a good game, though. It's a good game. It actually, it, it does look very fun. It makes you think, but not too much. It's very similar to Uno, um, and if you just you can play it with two people, three people. But it's just a good time. Again, I'm really big on quality time with your friends. Mm-hmm. And so card games, if you listen to previous episodes, Zippers, then you know I'm really big on game nights. And so playing games is something that you can just sit around, talk, have a good time. And so Phase 10 is my ish this week. All right. It's okay. That's a decent-ish. Y'all, it was so disrespectful last night. I was literally not even on my phase one. I was trying to get phase one. And these Negroes was like on phase three and four. They was like first, the first hand, like the first time it came to them, they was like putting down they stacks. And I'm like, can a sister get a break? That's how the cards get dealt sometimes. Like, you can't control the cards. Like, yeah. Being a sore loser though, man, like this is not like, cool. <laughs> she was out. I just didn't feel like taking an L that night. And sometimes you just got to know yourself. Right. L didn't feel like taking an L. Yeah. You are like L. But I don't like to take them. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to stories from the brand. Right. Right. What we got this time for stories from the brand? 
All right, so here it goes. And this is from Honey Roxy. Honey Roxy. Nice Roxy. She a stripper. I don't, she, I don't know if she a stripper, but that just sounds like a baby. She might be a bartender. Honey Roxy, the next president. All right, so Honey Roxy says, I need some advice. My nephew, who I practically raised since he was a baby because his father passed away, who was my brother, and his mom couldn't cope and just left. She came back into his life years later and is now helping him to go to college, but would only help if he went for a program she wanted. Mm. He's two years into the program and is hating it and wants to drop out. Mm. He's asking me for advice on what he should do. I told him to try and stick it out, but he says that he can't do it anymore and wants to come and stay with me and get a job to save up money and get an apartment. I just feel like it's going to be hard because he doesn't really know what he wants to do. What advice would y'all give? His mom also called the school and told him that he is suicidal and making him seem unstable, which he wow. said that he's not. It's a whole damn mess. What should I do? So, so, so interesting that you chose that story. Very appropriate, right? Yeah, very appropriate. And again, what people don't know, what y'all don't know, is Clarence and I were chopping it up before we came out here. We're talking about college, right? Oh. And we're talking about how it's a two-year program. It's almost it's better these days to go to a two-year program versus go to a university for four years. Right. And uh, Clarence was telling the story how he was going for to be a pharmacist and that he realized once he was in it through through the classes that he decided it wasn't for him. Right. And there's so many people in that situation. It sounds like this young man knows that this is not what he wants to do. He's trying to figure himself out. Right. And I know when I went to school, I wasn't ready. I wasn't mature enough to go to school. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to be. I didn't even know who I was, mm -hmm. right? And so I would tell this, 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 what's her name? Honey, honey, honey Roxy. Honey Suckle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey Roxy is that you should do everything in your power to support him. Because one thing I do know is that when people say they don't want to do it, they know for a fact they don't want to do it. Yeah. And, right, and you right. gotta you gotta trust that and not try to force them into something that they don't want to do. So if if I was in a situation, I would try to support him uh, to to take a break, but to also set some rules. Like, because chances are once you once you go from school or leave school, it's hard to go back. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I would just say set some rules. Make sure he is or he is working, saving money. And to, to establish that until he wants to go back. What about you, Clarence? What advice would you give for well, I would, Honey I, Roxy? I would not tell him to take a break because uh, ultimately take a break for a young person uh, pulls you farther and farther away from the end goal. And, you know, if uh, you want to become something, you got to get into something. You can't, yeah. you can't just say, I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to just jump back in and be at my apex. And when it comes to school, you, you're just not going to be able to do it. Right. Uh, I would say he needs to figure out what it is he loves to do, what he would do if everything was the same uh, uh, pay. Right. So if he was from the school teacher to the bus driver to whoever, if he was making the same amount of money for everything, I would ask him what would he do. Yeah. And with that, even if he doesn't know himself yet, I would feel like it's just going towards something. Once you start going towards something, making baby steps towards something, mm -hmm. then you start to learn more about yourself. And like he found out about whatever program he was in that his mom chose that it wasn't yeah. for him. Once he got into it, that's when he knew that it wasn't right for him. Yeah. So you just got to keep going, keep moving until you start to see signs that are leading you. Wait, no, I, I need to be going left. I need to be going right. This is why I like, you know, and you start to develop a, a understanding of yourself through movement. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, man, just figure out what you want to do and create a plan and stick to that plan and then as things change 
then you're able to deal with them a lot better, but you got to keep moving. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I would definitely make sure that we have a plan set for Life coaches in the building. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a short-term, mid-term, and long-term plan. Right. Okay. And with, with, each, with each of those, that's okay. I'm playing. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. I feel sorry for this son, man. Ask me. No, but um, the plan is important because when you, it helps them to set the goals, as you were talking about. Right. Help them to focus and also to become more disciplined in reaching those goals right there. Yeah. Okay, when you, as soon as you had that little break, Sometimes and then you don't. Just like when, we, when you have work, you get a lunch break. You don't feel like going back to work sometimes. Facts. Jay, you know, I was together one time. He was like, Man, it's gorgeous out here. I don't feel like going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jay said, I'm going to go in there and call. I like you all. I was in front of y'all. It was like 2 30. I'm like, time you get off. He said, 3 30. We were for an hour. But real quick, uh, just like, again, I agree with clients 100%. Make the plan. Work with them. Have some incentives in that plan also as well. People like to have rewards also at times. Sometimes, right. like you said, those baby steps, little small rewards will help them to build up, build up inside of them how to reach their goal even better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll just keep it short with that. So ain't nobody going to talk about the trifling ass mama? No, I don't care. Silhouette. No, she was the actual she's the auntie, right? right. So the mama dipped out mm-hmm. when daddy died mm-hmm. and now has come back into his life and is like putting all this pressure on him and is not willing to support is only willing to support him based on if she agrees with mm-hmm. his dad. Right. And so for me, I think that for Honey, I get the understanding that she doesn't want to overstep her bounds, but I think at the end of the day, mama or mommy or whatever you use is less to do with genetics and mm-hmm. more to do with care and nurture. And so if you raise this child for his whole life, then you are his parent. You are the mother and you are his mom and you need to act accordingly. Mm-hmm. And the way his actual biological mother is acting is harmful for him. And so you need to have a sit down conversation with him to say, listen, I support you, I understand you, and we can come out with a plan together. And she might not agree with your process or agree with where you're going for, but I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really important. And in terms of what I think he should do is, Sometimes you don't know what work, what will work for you, but you do know what don't work for you. And the program that he's currently in doesn't work for him. And I think one of the most important steps or most important things, like I went to a traditional four-year college. The first two years is gen, is gen eds, right? You take all these random courses, and then you have all these electives. To me, those two years were like the most amazing two years. Mm-hmm. Right? First of all, I took way, many, way too many classes, mm-hmm. right? I was on scholarship, so... I wasn't necessarily paying for it, but it gave me the ability to figure out the things that moved me. And so what I will say for the young man is this is a time for you to try everything. I never, I'm not one of those people who believe in like, oh, I spent all this amount of time for this one thing, so I'm stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I rather, if I spent 10 years on this career and I hate it, I'd rather restart over than mm-hmm. spend another 10 years doing it, okay. right? And so I think you just need to be supportive of your child. Remember that he is your child, so you don't need to take the back burner position. I think, I think, I think what the guy said before, come with a plan or or idea of what we're going to do. But at the end of the day, I think he just needs support. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right, you guys. If you have any stories from the gram, hit us up on our Facebook page, Altino Shade, or slide in our DMs at Altino Shade Podcast. And before we close this thing on out, 
time for the final sip. We got our final sip. All right, so for this whole November, we're doing one of our final sips is who are you thankful for? Absolutely. So the rules. Tell them. Oh, um, so rules are whoever you choose, um, after you hear this episode, you want to reach out to this person before our next episode uh, comes out. So basically, you have a week to reach out via call. Don't text. Call and tell this person that you are thankful for Or in person. Or in person. Absolutely. Uh, who wants to go first? For the person they are thankful for. Guess first. Uh, my wife. All okay. Right. All right. I All mean, right. it might seem. Nah, don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, I I don't need this. I don't need this from you. This please, please, please. But nah, um, <laughs> nah. But I do I do thank my wife, man, because uh, you know, as a young man, I, I do realize that there are a lot of people um, that don't have what I feel like I have, and that's not to talk down on them. But I just wanted to thank my wife because, hey, man, she's a real rider. She's a supporter. She's there for me, and, uh, you know, I got love for her. Okay. I don't know who I'm going to choose at this moment, but I want to say I'm going to choose someone who shares my shit, my friends who support me. So I have a lot of friends that support me, but, you know, it's sometimes in your immediate circle, you it's, you should probably shouldn't, but you expect certain people to be there for you mm-hmm. because how you value their friendships. So, uh, and so I'm going to reach out to someone who I know, who supports me, who comments on my stuff, who shares Is my clothes. No, surprisingly, Lord doesn't really share a lot of my stuff. Is it Melissa? Um, I don't know. Tell me. Who no, I don't know yet. I'm going to think about it. Wait, bro. About it. It's time to say it. Um, I will reach out to um, Eddie. Eddie. I'm going to reach out to Eddie Smooth. Eddie Smooth. Okay. Eddie okay. Smooth. Eddie always shares my stuff. Like, the other day I was on Instagram, right? And I'm, I was scrolling. And I was mindless scrolling. I was like, yo, that looked like me. <laughs> and it was a post from, from me. But I had done from 2017 that Eddie had reshared because I guess it showed up on his timeline. And I was like, yo. And so he just randomly shares my stuff because he truly believes in my quotes and my books and my stuff that I say. So it's important to have that support, man. Like when you are trying to blow up and trying to grow organically, you know, it's that's those small shares that matter. And I think a lot of people forget that the way we grow is by likes and by your shares. And if you don't do that, it kind of feels like, damn, you don't care. Yeah. Like, you don't care about what I'm trying to do, you know? And so that's, of course, important. Okay. I'm going to get mine out to uh, a good friend of mine, a young man. Jay, you know him also. Darius Bibbins. He's a... Hello, Darius. Yeah, he's a, he's a good young man. He's a... Um, he cute. Everybody I know Darius is cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm a cool girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I ain't going to touch that. But, um, <laughs> No, he sent me a text earlier this week. I hadn't talked to him in a while. I texted him a couple times previously. I was doing. He sent me a text saying, hey, big brother, I just want to say hey to you, man. I love you dearly. You've always been inspirational to me in my life, man. I've been liking your call real soon. He called me later on that day also. But that morning, he said, I'm on my way to work. And it really touched me. It's good to be good. It's really, it feels good to be in somebody's thoughts, you know, especially a young man as him. He's a very young young man. And I took him underneath my, my care like, as my little brother. You know, so mine's go out to Darius. Let me give him a call. To, uh, when I leave him, give him a call. Say, hey, what's up to him, man? Thanks a lot. So one of the maybe yours? No. So good, man. Rude. Nothing that came back, girl. You can have it your way, but don't get crazy. Y'all remember that? Okay. So 
It's hilarious because I decided last week who I'm thankful for, but we just literally got into an argument. <laughs> so thank God anyway, though. That's right. I'm still be thankful though. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I'm pretty transparent. So everybody knows I've been struggling. I'm in a little depression funk at the moment. And so I really value people who allow you to be where you are. Mm-hmm. And it's such a simple thing because, it, I mean, it sounds simple, but it's not, right? Because a lot of people, if they see you unhappy or if they see you, people want to fix you. Yeah. People want to correct it, right? And so they don't allow you to just be in your moment and be in your truth. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you have to, to make them feel comfortable, you have to fake the front. Like, you have mm-hmm. to pretend to be happy or you have to, like, smile and grin. And so the person I picked today is somebody who I never fake the front with. They just accept me for who I am and they accept me where I'm at. Like, if I say I'm, they ask me if I'm good and I say I am, even though they know I'm not, they let they give me the respect and they give me the opportunity to just be there because they know that I will eventually come back mm-hmm. and say. So obviously the person I'm talking about is Mr. J. Noetic or Jared. Oh, okay. Didn't she say girl? I think she said girl earlier. Did she nah, say nah, okay, nah, okay. Nah. I'm gonna say Jay, you look different now, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's definitely not a girl, <laughs> but shout out to Mr. J because I'm always authentically myself with him. I never have to pretend to be anything that I'm not. He just accepts you for who you are and for where you are, which I think as a friend is super important, especially when you're struggling, right? Like, literally, I had somebody tell me, just girl, just smile. And I just wanted to punch them in the face. (laughs) I'm going through something. Don't tell me just smile. Just let me be. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so I appreciate you, dear sir. You were the best, even though you pissed me off this morning. Welcome this morning. It was this afternoon. But, but but that's also part of why I love him because we argue in the next minute it's all love. All right. I appreciate that. I just I feel like when you we've been doing this almost ten months now. Yeah. And so I didn't know you prior to doing the podcast. Right. But anyone that I bring into my circle, I'm really big on accepting them. Right. It's like, look, you ain't gotta tell me what you're going through, but if you need to talk about it, I got you. Such a beautiful you know, thing. You it's like even with even with TJ, like I can when TJ go through stuff. Like I'm like, yo, let's go, let's go, let's go somewhere. Let's let's sit down, let's talk. He might not want to do it, but he's got more open to it. I'm like, yo, just vent, just vent. I got you. Or if you don't want, this is it's just in here. It's funny because yeah. I tell you way more than awesome. most people know, <laughs> and that's because you're, there's no pressure. Like it's so funny because if there's a lack of pressure, then you are more open. You're more, you feel more comfortable in sharing. So some of the stuff that I've been going through, like Jay is probably the only person who actually knows like what I've been going through. But that's because there's literally no pressure there, so I feel comfortable in sharing it. Right. Um, okay, so I do have another sip though. I got one too. All right. My second sip or my second final sip is so the 2019 Residents Report recently came out. And they rank the best cities to live in the world. Not just the United States, but in the world. Mm-hmm. And Tampa got ranked number 98 out, out, of, the, out, of, out of the entire world. Wow. So big wow. ups to Tampa, Florida. St. Petersburg didn't make it on the list. I love St. Pete. <laughs> I love St. Pete. But Tampa is number 98 out of the best cities in the entire world. I'm going to talk about it. It sounds like a bad number. Think about how many cities are in the world. Right, right. right? So number 98. So how do y'all feel about Tampa? Hey, listen, man, born and raised in Tampa, 
I, I, I've seen a lot of growth from the city. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of uh, rough times, you know, in the city. But I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy. I'm proud to be from Tampa. And then, you know, knowing that my wife is some, from St. Pete. Yeah, Tampa is blowing up, man, in a really great way. And if you aren't, if you never visited Tampa and you hear this podcast, you should definitely come visit. We have the best beaches in the nation, mm-hmm. not in the world, but in the nation. Hey, put some respect. Um, a lot of millennials are living here. We have one of the best airports in the nation. Hey, for real, for real, for real. For real. You know, and so come. It is. It got ranked one of the best airports in I, the nation. I'm listening to you. I know what. I used to work up the remember. I used to work at the airport. Well, you have a you have a different <laughs> perspective, bro. You have the inner perspective of Tampa. We're not getting that enjoy, man. Yeah. Your point, the time to shine. All right, that's <laughs> All right. So here's my final sip. Have you guys heard this? So show me. Oh, I got you. <laughs> and they came out with this like song and meme. There's a whole video and it's hilarious. Y'all. My first time seeing it. And yeah. it, first of all, it made me like die laughing when I saw it. But then I was like, yo, this thing is kind of bumping up. Oh, here we go. This final sip. One more time, we gotta show love to our special gla- our special guest, Mr. Clarence from Mail Translations. What's those socials again? Mail Translations. Everything Mail Translations. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, except for Twitter, but everything Mail Translations. And where can they get your access to your podcast? Is it Instagram, Facebook? Do you, are you on Google Music, iTunes? Uh, yeah, so uh, this live stream you can catch every Tuesday night. That's on Facebook, that's on Instagram, but also you can catch uh, some of the recorded episodes on the streaming platforms, your Spotify's, iTunes, um, Tidal, all of the above. Alright, with that, I gotta say thank you for being our guest. We I, I didn't enjoy you, but I'm sure they did. Don't act like that. You don't, you don't act like that. You're trying to trying to play like you ain't feeling it but no uh, i appreciate being here and i appreciate being a guest of you guys man i had a good time and the topics and conversation was really great so i can't wait to hear the, the feedback and just the episode in general anything else for the final sip gentlemen all right with that i'm gonna call this final sip session done